show i'm amanda seals here with jeremiah like the bible we're back we were gone for two days Mm -hmm. stop looking at me and laughing at me playing with my hair i i'm not i'm not i'm the kind of person y'all where like every time i get a haircut i'm upset about the haircut (laughs) (laughs) and even when it's like the thing that needed to be done i'm still upset about it and i'm i'm living in that life right now in like two days you'll be like Look at me. New look, new cut, cover girl, easy, breezy, beautiful. Probably. <laughs> I mean, my hairstylist came all the way from New York to cut my hair. That's a flag. It is. And we love him for it. But I find myself not expecting it to be this short. <laughs> and I'm just, it's an unintentional ice spice. I mean, black women do have a an attachment to like hair length. Like when y'all cut it, it's like... Shedding tears. Well, even not well, black women. I feel like all women, but I know mostly black. You know what it is? Is that it was all right. Like he had did a first pass, and it mm-hmm. was actually like great. And there was just like one little part that I was like, "Oh, can we like trim that?" And then it turned into like, trim. yeah, like let's just trim the whole thing again. And I was like, no. But you know, stylists they be knowing what they're doing. You just like. Ugh. But that's why you pick certain stylists because you're like, I trust you, and I trust you. Because <laughs> some people you like, wait, hold up now. I mean, he's the only person I let cut my hair. Oh, so yeah. So, you know, he has a track track record. He does. This is the first time I feel like he may have cut too much since we met. Okay. In like 2012. Dang, I was 2012. I was living a whole nother life. 2012. (laughs) He cut my hair for the first time and I looked in the mirror and I cried. (laughs) That just reminds me of that movie with Sanaa Lathan where she cuts her hair in the the mirror. She's just like (laughs) sobbing. Yes. Isn't it called The Big Chop or something like that? It's it sh- something with hair. It's like a hair-related title. It's like it, on, on Netflix. It actually should be called The Big Chop. That would be actually a great movie title. Um, nonetheless, shout out to Dickie, who is gifted. And shout out to Jeremiah, who did not make fun of my haircut and said it is cute. It's cute, y'all. It's cute. It's a new little, a little, it's not even a bob. It's like a little, a little ditty. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what that's. The fact that you're even moving your head the way you're moving it <laughs> is already telling me it's not the look I wanted. <laughs> it's very bouncy, y'all. It's bouncy. It's fun. It's something for the girls for the summertime. Get the, pe- get the people going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what it's for. Um, I have a bang. We love a bang. We got to keep it balanced. The fun, the positivity with the real news that we try to get to on the show. Yeah. So let's get to that. All right. So this hour on Black Real News, we have to talk about, unfortunately, a mass shooting that took place in Hollywood, Florida. But also, we got to talk about Beyonce because she's making waves on her tour. She's on a Renaissance World Tour. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we got a group chat topic that's related to Beyonce. Yes. You got to find out what it is, though. You got to stay locked in. Plus, 60-second headlines. Also, the latest episode of Small Doses is out. Side effects of climate change. Uh, very excited about it. And also, like, it was one of those episodes, Jeremiah, where I feel like we... Knew that we were going to get a good interview uh, simply because Celine Simon of Soul Factory uh, is very, like, knowledgeable. But I didn't know she was going to have all that flavor. 
She did. She was passionate. We love a good passionate person. Yes, but she was also like witty. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it just made the conversation around climate change way much more interesting than just like. I'm, I'm smart. I'm smart, and the earth is dying. You right. know, so check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, last week's episode was super lit. Side effects of African American studies. People are still talking about it and how it just really inspired them and gave them hope and gave them knowledge. So you got some homework, y'all. <laughs> Go to wherever you get your podcast and check it out. All right, this is the Amanda Seals Show. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. Don't go anywhere. I'm Jeremiah like the Bible. And it's time for some Black Urid news. Yes, Amanda. So we were off for a minute, but we came back to some tragic news out of Hollywood, Florida. So nine people, including four minors, were taken to a local hospital following a mass shooting at the Hollywood Boardwalk on Monday afternoon. The incident happened near the Margaritaville Hollywood Beach Resort. And it started with an altercation between two groups, which escalated to shots being fired, according to the police. I mean, okay, so I think when people think, when people hear mass shooting, they mm-hmm. initially think of what we have come so, uh, what we've become so used to hearing mm-hmm. about is like some random person right. walks into some random place or walks into some place mm-hmm. and without any concern for people's lives, just starts shooting, like right? Like no cause. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about it is that actually what's considered a mass shooting is when three or more, it's either three or four or more people I are harmed. Um, and so when you look at the statistics for mm-hmm. mass shootings in America, it's including these types of situations, mm-hmm. not just the ones that we hear about where it's a single shooter who's come in and just wreaked havoc. I say all that to say it still is a re- reflection, though, of access to guns. Right. Because we know that Florida has just become recently one of the states where you can have a gun and you don't have to have any kind of license. You don't have to have any kind of background check. You don't have to do anything. You can literally just go buy a gun, buy some Skittles, buy a number two pencil, right. you know, whatever you need and walk on out. Uh, I, I feel like that's how we see things like this happen. I agree. I think also we just, because of our culture, it's very much like, let's just, like there's just no, uh, it's zero to 100. It's altercation, let's shoot people. It's like, there's never any in between in America for whatever reason. Well, the reason is because, and people love to say, oh, it's mental health, mental health. And it's like, it, you're taking it too far. It's not mm. mental health. It's literally emotional intelligence. Right. And conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. I mean, people don't understand their own feelings. Mm-hmm. So they can't even identify like, oh, that was annoying. That don't mean they deserve to die. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I think there's some, sometimes also, you could also just walk away from, I think sometimes our ego gets so attached to something where we're in an argument or in a situation yes. where it's like, oh, you're not going to one-up me. I'm not going to one-up you. And we, you're playing chicken. Right. And at a certain point, you know, we get to that apex of a situation where you're like, this could go less. Somebody has to do something else or walk away or it's going to get tragic in here. And then people go to their car or they go in their waist, Mm -hmm. you know? So the other thing though, is that we also know that Florida already been on one. Yeah. So when we're talking about emotional intelligence, we're also talking about a state that doesn't have intelligence, intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I can say that because I'm from Florida. (laughs) Okay. You know, (laughs) I was on the ground with him. I was on the ground. I was in the thick. I was in the swamp. I was in the Everglades with him. Yeah. So we know that and we see that. And so we have to ask ourselves, like, at what point in time do we start to really address like this is not some ethereal thing out in the like mix of like some um, nondescript space that's making people harm other people. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like you said, it's a culture. It's an American culture that says 
your life is not as valuable as mine and I can change it whenever I want to. And I actually have the tool to do it. And unfortunately, people are okay with that. They like the fact that they can Mm -hmm. shoot at their own will and kill people. I'm not, but you know. They love feeling like they're in the Wild Wild West. It makes them feel powerful. It makes them feel like God. And a lot of times be the same people that be like, I love God. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, love on them. Quit trying to be them. Okay. Now, what do you all think? 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. Can y'all tell me the difference between mental health and emotional intelligence? Because I feel like that's what we're really missing. And that's what people do not be talking about they keep saying it's a mental health issue it ain't a bunch of crazy people shooting it's also a bunch of people that are emotionally lazy we'll be right back to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up hey y'all welcome back to the amanda seal show it's your favorite comedian and common sense specialist amanda seals joined by jeremiah like the bible we're in the midst getting this thing going uh black hair news i mean all weekend while we were not on the air mm-hmm. I could not open my phone without seeing Lil Blue Ivy mm-hmm. and Tina Turner. Those are the yes. two things that was like, <laughs> we going yes, they captured us. <laughs> and both of those things are related to? Beyonce. So let's talk about it, Amanda. So Beyonce, if you didn't know, honored Tina Turner with the performance of Riverdeep Mountain High in London. And this is actually her, what she had to say about it. If you're a fan of mine, you're a fan of Tina Turner. I wouldn't be on the stage without Tina Turner. So I want you guys to just scream so she can feel your love. such a low key. She had to get on her guttural to get that. She said, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we know Beyonce already has like a lower voice, but this was like even lower Beyonce. She no, said, yeah, that was like in the basement, baby. She was like, I got to channel the icon, the legend. The gut. But I'm happy she actually did do this because I think we see it oftentimes where people don't acknowledge the fact that people pave the way for them. Like, very there, much so. There's no Beyonce without Tina Turner. Like, the, the movement, the style, yeah, the vocals. The legs. <laughs> the legs. The whole situation. The pageantry. The pageantry. I love seeing the videos of Tina Turner like over the weekend of her like just dancing in the (laughs) mood. They were getting it. Let me tell you something. Tina was having a good old time on stage. (laughs) A good time. And it was just the whole body just moving, moving, moving. Not even choreo. Just moving, dancing, freedom. You know who else had a good time on stage? Uh I do, but let's tell the people. Blue Ivy Carter. Listen. She accompanied her mother on stage for a portion of the um, Renaissance tour where they were doing, um, not Formation. Why can't I think of the song? It's, it's Lost My Mind. But she, she's front and center, main stage. I said, okay, Blue Ivy. You know what I did not realize? That she's only 11. And very tall. Yes. I was like, So, oh, okay. So people were like crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are they crying? She's like 16, like doing choreo. <laughs> She's like a whole teenager. Like I, I, and I was like, I mean, I okay. I was like, this is cool, but like tears. And then like when I realized that she was Mm eleven, I cried. Right, eleven is such a tender age. Mm -hmm. That's sixth grade. That's like I'm not grown. It's like the last dance of childhood. You still have like the 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 little bit, the innocence. It ain't grown yet. No, seventh grade. You start. I'm grown. Right, I'm I'm grown. grown. Leave me alone. But Um, I love that though. I mean. 
just also imagine being 11 years old and like my mama's Beyonce and I'm on tour. I'm like, I'm gonna tell you now, she's 11 years old and her mother is, what's Beyonce's real name? Beyonce. No, that's like her middle name. That's her real name. Beyonce Giselle. Carter. Oh, Giselle. Sorry. I, I, was like, I was like, what? Does Beyonce have another name? <laughs> no, I feel like to her, she's like, I mean, she's Beyonce to y'all, but like, right, that's my mama. That's my mama. Right, right. Like, I've seen her <laughs> in the morning. Like, you know what I'm saying? So for her, I don't think it even is that as much as it's like, I respect my mom's work. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to come up here and embarrass my mother. Listen, because <laughs> also it's going to be on the internet. She's in the age of the internet. Like, that's going to be here forever. Miss Tina said that she learned these moves in like two weeks. Really? That these choreographers uh, have been working with the dancers for months. Mm-hmm. That young, young Ivy came in here, learned the moves in two weeks, and she was really good. Right, right, right. I like, she was cool with it. She, she was cool. really, real. Because me, I'd have been like, oof. Ah! We gotta do what now? We gotta go in front of. Also, and like she, but like nah, like there were moves in there that were just like, no, you got it. No, she, she was in the pocket. Yeah, you got it. Because some people they, they could dance, they have rhythm, but to be in a pocket with certain choreographer, you gotta really know how she to. She also do it. had like skill, like yeah. she, like listen to body wave at eleven is not <laughs> not easy. No, you talking to somebody who could not dance until they lost their virginity. Okay, well, you know, some people can't do it now. They grown, grown, can't body wave. I could not get in my hips until someone else had. <laughs> That's just the reality of the situation. <laughs> I'm screaming, Amanda Seals. Don't, I'm not playing with you. <laughs> but when we get back, I want to talk about this whole like nepotism thing. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing a lot about like the nepo babies yeah. of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about, you know, what's going on re- with Trump did with his kids all in Shut the office. Up. But then a lot of people in the black community, I feel like really like turn up a nose at nepotism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we should do that. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you my thoughts. Why? When we get back to all the right. Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. Okay, so Beyonce last week, y'all brought Blue Ivy on stage during her show in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, she danced with her mother on stage. It was epic. Epic. I don't think anybody watched that and was like. How dare she let her daughter take right. up a spot that right. another trained dancer could have gotten? Right, right. But I think it does lend us to the conversation of why is it that so many black folks though really do look down on nepotism? They do. They don't. They feel like you gotta get it out the mud. You gotta pull I your bootstrap. Yes, it's really. I think actually counterintuitive. Okay. Because in the same conversation where we talk about generational wealth, mm-hmm. we'll also have the same people who be like, I'm not giving you nothing. We got, you know, like, or my favorite, my kids ain't rich, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a flex when people say it. I think they really feel like they're like showing that they're a real parent, mm-hmm. that their kids aren't going to be spoiled, etc. And I'm just like, spoil the babies. What's a lot of spoiled kids in, in, with no money, so yeah, that- <laughs> for real, it's a lot of spoiled kids. You know, the thing about spoiling is also like very loose language. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something to be said for like kids who may not have struggled for anything, mm-hmm. but also still like they are, they have a strong character. Right, right. You know, like they were built, uh, they were raised up, not dragged up. Mm-hmm. I will tell you now, like I didn't struggle for like toys. Mm-hmm. I didn't read by candlelight, but I was a person in the world. So like yeah, I have my own struggles that I was dealing with just as a person in the world, right? Or like as somebody, just a kid going to school, etc. And I don't think enough parents who like talk about this whole get out the mud thing understand that your development as a, as a person is beyond just like capitalism. 
in America, they don't understand that. <sighs> we be entwined with it. We locked in. I think there is something to be said though about, I guess, teaching your kids like the value of money, if that makes sense. Yes. Because I like also showing like, okay, we have this lavish lifestyle because I go to work and go make this money. It don't just fall out the sky. So we there's takes a level of work ethic to attain this lifestyle and to maintain it because I'm not gonna be here forever. Eventually you'll go on your own and hopefully I've been, I've instilled in you the ability to also grow what I've grown and not just let it like waver and go out to the to the woods. Well, the, also the other idea is that nepotism in, in its best form mm-hmm. is not just putting the person or putting your child in a position to just make money, mm-hmm. but it's putting them in position to work for that money. They're yeah. just working within the mm-hmm. legacy of y'all's company mm-hmm. or of y'all's, you know, path to greatness. And there's a difference between people who are unskilled. Yes. You're, you're uh, giving people stuff Yes. To. Well, I think that's the nepotism yeah. that we're really talking right. about when people look down, right? Mm-hmm. They're just like, there's so many capable people that could do this job. Why should your bloodline get your it? Your raggedy son. Your raggedy son. Your incompetent daughter. <laughs> um, why should your inept non-binary child <laughs> get the opportunity to do this and make everybody else's job harder right? because now we got to do their job mm-hmm. because you don't want to actually admit that like you hired your child and your child is in, is incompetent. You know what the realty is sometimes too? What? That child didn't want to do the job. No, there's that. <laughs> they there because you want them there. They hate being there. Everybody hate them being there. What are we doing? What are we doing? You know what we're doing? We're trying to keep it in the family. Yeah. And I think that we have to understand that there is not, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That doesn't mm-hmm. have to be taboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't have to be something that we look at as a weakness for our children. I think it's great that Blue Ivy got this opportunity. Yes. And as a parent, you want your kid to have better than you. But check this What's out. What's the point? Even if she's not goes because she's 11 she might not never go on and sing that music this was this a great a core time memory right with her mom on tour yes. she's 35 85 yes. she's like oh my god that one time I was on yes. tour with my mom it's very much like Tracy Ellis Ross and Diana Ross my mom was dying it's very like just casual casual I had a good time that one summer I had a good time that one summer you know y'all was at camp <laughs> Can you imagine going back to school? What did you do over the summer? Well, it was this tour and I hit a little two-step for him. In silver pants. You can watch the videos on my TikTok. I love it. You can't tell me. I love it. I cried. I shed a tear. I shed a tear. And then, you know, just seeing Miss Tina be like, my grandbaby. It's always Miss Tina. It's always. We love Miss Tina. Ah, my bloodline is on the front. <laughs> when Beyonce is saying that, my bloodline is on the front line. I was like, oh, wow. It got in <laughs> It's going to get more intense when we get back because we got to hit y'all with 60 second headlines. We're going to keep you up to date on what's going on. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals. I'm here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And you know, we always got to keep y'all in tune with all the things that's going down. And sometimes we don't got time to tell you everything, but we can give you a headline. Mm-hmm. It's time for 60 Second Headlines. headlines. 
Hit it. All right. So first story, Miami Heat advanced to the NBA Finals after crushing the Boston Celtics' dream of a historic comeback. Jeremiah, game six was a buzzer beater of a time. Game seven was... You know, they beat him like by 20. Then Jimmy Butler and his little dookie ball at the back of his head. But I really don't think they're going to beat the Nuggets. Y'all can be mad, but I just don't. I think the Nuggets play in a strategic way that just is going to undermine Miami's chaos. All right, next one. Ari Lennox penned an apology letter to Oprah and Gail after calling them coons <laughs> and self-hating pieces of ish. You know, I think that she definitely is coming into her own and she's a constantly ever growing sister. And so that's why she did this. But she also has to ask, why did I say that? <laughs> All right. Next one. The Little Mermaid set off a social media frenzy by making it number one at the box office. I think we are not surprised. I also uh, heard that it was like number five in the history of Miss of uh, Memorial Day releases. And I was like, number five is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Pastor Sarah Jakes snatched up her wig mid-sermon at her father's T.D. Jakes' church. Stop. You wanted this in here, so why is this a topic? <laughs> <laughs> That's your second headline. <laughs> Y'all, that is your second headlines right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. We got more show for you. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's actually Monday for us because we weren't here Monday and Tuesday. But uh, I mean, we weren't, we weren't. What day is it? Today's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's mm-hmm. way we up. We up Wednesday. Doesn't a, doesn't a four day weekend always throw you off? It does. It does. I mean, I feel like I'm always like playing kind of catch up, but mm-hmm. like not. I'm like, I still got I caught up on some sleep, but I'm still catching up on sleep. Well, you had a doozy. <laughs> I'm still catching up on some sleep. You had a doozy of a weekend. You had a doozy of a weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Jeremiah moved and, mm-hmm. you know. You aged also. (laughs) Mentally, physically, Mm -hmm. emotionally. (laughs) Welcome, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here uh, with Jeremiah, like the Bible. Uh, You know, they always come up with like different kind of days. Mm -hmm. So I honestly think we should start coming up with our own days. I mean, at this point, everybody else doing it. I really feel like it should be like just the Amanda Seals Show. We have our own calendar that we create days for. Because I'm like, they have to like their paperwork involved for like filing a day because I feel like everybody got a random day. You think I'm joking? And I'm like, I think we should just come up with our own days and then the people who are listening to the show, they can tag us when they post something that is in alignment with the day. Because listen to what they say Wednesday, May 31st is, okay? National Macaroon Day, National Savior Hearing Day, National Senior Health and Fitness Day, mm-hmm. World Otter Day, you know, I love that, and World Parrot Day. Love that too. But National Savior Hearing Day is so specific. It is incredibly specific. <laughs> and it's like, that should not be just for a day. We <laughs> should always be trying to do that. Like, even when I'm at the club or a concert, I take little balls of a napkin and oh, put really? in my ears. Yes. 
I'm not playing with y'all. Okay. I don't need this to be like rattling for it to make sense. No. People that I, stand by the, the speakers at concerts. I don't. I'm like, oh. Because they want the vibration. I don't want that. I'm like, put on some noise canceling headphones and feel the vibration. You don't got to let your eardrum suffer for that. Too much. Too much. It's too much. Well, you know what is too much? The uh, the stories that be coming through for Black Heart News. It's so much going down. It is. So first we got to talk about a deal was reached to avoid the potential first ever government default. Oh my God. So like we, we didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> Plus, Simbolin said something very interesting about R. Kelly. Is that the words we're using? Uh, interesting? For right now. We're going to talk about it a little more later. First cutting my to, eyes. For those who cannot see me, I'm cutting my eyes. <laughs> Plus we got the big up let down coming up this hour. Yes, we do. All that is coming up. Plus remember, if you haven't checked out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, Side Effects of Climate Change, it's out today wherever you get your podcast. We have Celine Saman of Slow Factory. Slow Factory is a nonprofit that was created after she was in the fashion industry and realized, oh my gosh, the waste that's coming out of this industry is killing the earth. And so she created a nonprofit to educate folks on environmental racism on the climate change, et cetera, et cetera, and how we can be change agents. She's also hilarious and beautiful and all these things. So check out the latest episode wherever you get your podcast and you can watch the premiere tomorrow on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. All right. Remember, if you miss any of this show, you can check out our show wherever you get your podcast. This show is available on all podcast networks everywhere. All right. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. It's the Amanda Seals Show. How y'all doing? I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah like the Bible. And Jeremiah, we got to get into some Black Earth news. People have been talking about this debt ceiling. Mm-hmm. And the government and all the stuff they got going on. There's always something going on in the government. Yes. Oh Which, you know, okay, fine. <laughs> but I know that the debt ceiling has been very confusing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But we have some good news. We have some good news. So President Joe Biden, shout out to Joe. Hey, Joe. And House Mm -hmm. Speaker Kevin McCarthy reached a final agreement on Sunday on a deal to raise the nation's debt ceiling and work to ensure enough support in Congress to pass the measure this upcoming week. So lawmakers in Washington now face one week to pass the bill in both chambers of Congress before the predicted deadline when a default would begin. So, you know, we've done the first step, but now we got to get Congress on board to really push it over the finish line so we don't default on our debt. So I know a lot of people are like, I don't even know what this means. And I keep <laughs> hearing about it. And the default on the debt would mean that America would have to pull from other financial resources within mm. this country in order to pay debts that we have incurred for spending that we have made in the last uh, budget meetings, mm-hmm. okay? Mind you, the budget meetings are bipartisan. Everyone agrees on it, and then they raise the debt ceiling. Mm-hmm. The debt ceiling was raised three times during Trump. And by the way, 25% of America's debt, twenty. L- listen to what I'm saying. I'm 25% of America's current debt was incurred du- during Trump's presidency. Really? I mean, that's not surprising, but... It is surprising when you see all these Republicans that are all of a sudden claiming, oh my gosh, America's debt is far too crazy. It's too much. It's too much. And then refuse to cut spending Mm. for militarization. They refuse to increase taxes for billionaires. They refuse 
to cut spending in areas that are really only serving small swaths of the community. I mean, of the country mm-hmm. who have the most. I mean, and that's surprising either because I feel like that's the Republican game book to be like, what are y'all talking about? Why is like to create a whole confusion yes. around the things they do themselves? So, you know, that's the thing, you know, <laughs> when we see what's happened now, mm-hmm. they're asking President Biden like, well, you know, what did you have to give up? <laughs> to get this thing to close. And he's like, you know, you'll find that I really didn't give up much. (laughs) Then you're seeing all the Republicans who are like, I can't believe Kevin McCarthy gave into this. He gave Mm -hmm. into this, which lets you know all of this was a ruse. All of these things are distractions, Mm -hmm. y'all. All this trans stuff, distraction, abortion, distraction, debt ceiling, distraction. These things are just simply distractions. The whole idea of wokeness. Mm -hmm. They're all distractions to divert attention from just all of this income and wealth being at the top of the food chain. Cause you know what they wanted to do if this, so basically if they said, well, we're going to default, mm-hmm. they were going to take money from veterans benefits. Right. They were going to take money from Medicare. Right. They were going to take money from, uh, program from, uh, social security. Can I say real quick? Mm-hmm. We just talked about how there's so much military spending, but like when the first cuts was what veterans, there you benefits. Go. but go ahead. So when you see this, you really see very clearly that at present, okay, Mm -hmm. so just hear me out. At present, this current Republican Party very clearly through their actions has said, we do not care about the welfare of the American people. Mm -hmm. We solely protect American corporations and American high level wealth. Mm -hmm. So I want people to think about that as they consider how they're voting and how they're wrapping their minds around civic engagement. Because a lot of times we get very emotional. Mm-hmm. We get very involved in, okay, well, I only, you know, they're, they're representing something. They said this thing I like. They like these other people I like. They give off a certain vibe, et cetera. Not a vibe. Let's look at actions. I agree. Let's look at actions. And we have to also look at the fact that like all of this fake panic That's also actions. Mm -hmm. They wanted our nation to feel anxious. Why would you want to make me anxious? You don't love me. (laughs) You don't love us. Okay. Just saying. I'm with you on that one. Like, stay woke. Keep your, stay woke. Uh, Yeah. We need to also reclaim woke. Yeah. Keep your head on the swivel. Like you said, all these things, like these buzz um, culture issues Mm -hmm. that really, we being for real, don't really impact you on a person level. No. Like, uh, Tennessee banning drag shows or whether they banned it or not, they had a drag show. You do have the right as individuals to not attend a drag show. So like the legislation is not um, um, impactful in the way that people think it is. Like, no. oh, they're doing something. They're helping it. Like, no. Versus they're protecting like, us. Right. No, they're not protecting you. They're getting you riled up about something that actually doesn't, doesn't make, affect <laughs> you. Doesn't affect you at no. all. No. And you know what? They claim to be protecting children. If mm-hmm. we want to talk about Tennessee, they claims to be protecting children. We're going to do all this drag legislation to protect mm-hmm. children. At the same time, there's a whole firestorm in Tennessee right now because they had all these third graders take this standardized test right. where literally one section of the test could make you not go to fourth grade. Deeper search, these tests were not even created by educators. That's very on brand. The tests were created <laughs> in England. Not international. Yes, and the account was an $18 million bid. So the money. The Always. Money. So y'all better stay, listen, stay woke. Keep your head on the swivel. Cha-ching. Well, when, we're, when we get back, keeping us speaking our heads, keep, keeping us, keep, oh my God. <laughs> speaking of keeping our heads on the swivel, you know, sometimes it's just, it's okay to not talk. We're going to podcast. Every time. 
Let me not say that because then people won't come to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But we got to talk about what Timbaland had to say about Robert Kelly when we get back. Keep it locked to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We up, we up. Hey, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Hope everybody's having a good time out there. It's Amanda Seals back here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. Keeping that Black Year News going. Um, we just talked about the debt ceiling and how like it was a whole ruse and... Finally, like they said that there's no more debt ceiling. We're actually going to clear our debt. Would love to hear you all call me up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Literally just call me up and tell me, did you even care? (laughs) I want to know. But what I didn't want to know is what R. Kelly, what I didn't want to know is what Timbaland had to say about R. Kelly. Yeah, because he was on Shannon Sharp's podcast. He Mm -hmm. had this to say, actually. We just going to ignore his music that he gave us that we all jammed to? No, we can't do that. Right. His art is his art. We not, I'm not going to bash. And to me, we have to learn how to, I think, as a culture, we have to learn how to separate that. Don't mix music up with personal. Mm-hmm. Music is a feeling that stands alone. Music is something that don't have no race, that brings people together. It don't have no drama with it. Mm-hmm. It is a place of enjoyment, right. of feeling. Right. So don't bring drama into music. Leave that outside. His art is his art. You know... I really love what Tim Lynn did on Are You That Somebody for Aaliyah. I you know, lo- I, love I really, that. really loved that. <laughs> I really loved that song. But what I didn't need to know, like to your point, what his thoughts were on R. Kelly. I didn't, I didn't need to know that. This is disgusting, actually. Well, I always say this. This is my, my banner thought. Like I keep, I repeat this a lot. People can be very talented, very talented. That doesn't mean you're very smart. It also doesn't mean you're very kind. <laughs> it doesn't. And these two men sitting up here talking to each other, Shannon over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't ever let me be in my podcast <laughs> and somebody say some wildness and I don't check it or right. I don't call it out. Like right. if that happens, y'all, please be like, Amanda, how did you let that go? Sometimes you're in the moment and it is just kind of like, oh, whoa. Right. And you feel like that kind of feeling like I'm a host. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like-, like upset my guests. Like I don't want to be disrespectful to my guests. But in that moment right there. I, there needed to be somebody in the room, not necessarily a woman, but somebody in the room with a conscience. Like, hey, guys, we also need to acknowledge that art is personal. Mm-hmm. So when he's like, you know, art, we had to separate it. There are all it's nuanced. Mm-hmm. The conversation, I don't feel like it's like a completely just like cut and dry thing. But when we talk about music, music is deeply personal. Very. Especially someone like R. Kelly, who's a songwriter and producer. Sir, he was in the in the beat machine. He was literally there saying, so show me some ID before we get me deep. He was literally there saying, seems like you're ready. I could have sworn you were ready. He's literally there Mm -mm. on the song that he produced with Aliyah, whom he raped and impregnated at 15, talking about age ain't nothing but a number. And now here come Timbaland in 2023 to tell us. We shouldn't let go of R. Kelly's music because that doesn't matter in his music. It's in, embedded in his music, Jeremiah. People people have cognitive dissonance when it comes to certain people. I don't get it. But people, the thing about it is, I just feel is like- Is it really that valuable? 
it's not. I, I I'd rather people stand on, hey, I like the music and like leave it at that versus trying to like create rationalize this whole thing. It. Like, you know, like if you like somebody's music, just say I like the music, but don't try to like create this whole false thing. Like, no, we're oh, people are overreacting. I don't understand people like this music. There's a reason why people are like canceling people. So I like, just just stand on that and say, hey, I understand what this person did. I'm I hold them accountable for that. I don't agree with XYZ. But I like this song and leave it at that versus like, no, people are trying to take them down. We should be able to separate art and music. Like, it's cat. It's cat. Full cat. Cut the cat. What I would have preferred to hear him say is, I do still listen to his music. I understand why people don't. Mm -hmm. It can be very hard to separate the two. And in his case in particular, Mm -hmm. because he talks so much about his actual Mm -hmm. foulness in his songs. But I'm just stuck on Happy Feet. (laughs) Or whatever. Happy people. Happy, Happy people. people. You see how I've gotten it out of my brain? I really was thinking like, wait, what is the song? Anywho. So now this made me not want to listen to Timbaland Beats. <laughs> I, I might still hear that uh, Are You That Somebody though. I, but, but Aaliyah. Though. That's, that's for Aaliyah. It's for Aaliyah. It's for Aaliyah. That's for Aaliyah. Now when we get back, we got our big up let down. Speaking that's of right. happy feet, we got to talk about these graduations, baby. All mm-hmm. right. Keep it right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. Actually, before we even do that, hit me up. Do we? Uh, do you agree with me or do you agree with Timbaland? One eight five five Amanda eight. That's, I'm just keeping it basic, Jeremiah. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. And just so you know, if you call me up and you tell me I still listen to R. Kelly because I think I'm probably gonna yell at you. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. It's time for the big up letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show, y'all. We up, we up, we up this Wednesday. And Amanda, it is now time for your big up let down. Mm-hmm. Big up, big up, let down. All right, y'all. Today's big up, big up goes to all the students who danced when they got across that graduation stage and got on the floor and hit us with a jig, a jerk, a jerk, all of the movements. You know, these graduations be long and arduous. Yeah. And then you get these rules like don't clap after the name and all this stuff. I'd be like, yo, leave us alone. Y'all need to save up more money so you can rent this little stadium, little assembly place, little arena a little longer because we need to make sure that these students really feel celebrated. Mm-hmm. Particularly, y'all, these are students who made it to their senior year through a pandemic. Yeah. This oh, is wow. a big deal. Like, we're not out of that woods yet, we're okay? Not. These are people who came into high school and literally were like freshmen and sophomores in the middle of a pandemic. And they made it through. Like, I just want to just, oh. <laughs> yes, y'all, yes. So watching these videos of these kids getting down made me so full of joy and getting to see like, administrators and parents like cheer them on. And it wasn't just like individual thing. It was a cultural thing. I want this to be the way graduations are moving forward. Like I want to see this every time. Now, what I don't want to see is the type of policing that I saw at this school. Now, I don't know the name of the school, but there was a police officer who was literally like planted in the graduation Mm -hmm. To stop any kids from dancing when they got to the end of the stage, of course. And it was a black officer. It was a predominantly black high school. And when the kid would dance, because you know what? They, I know they was like, what you gonna do to me? Right, 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 right. I didn't finish. He was literally putting hands on them and removing them from the graduation. And they would have to go sit with their parents. And apparently this was at the behest of the principal. 
Why are people like this? That's OD. It really is sad and miserable. And I just wish that people like this had joy in their lives so they could stop trying to cut into everybody else's joy. And I mean that for the principal. I mean that for the police officer. And I mean that for anybody else, parents, administrators, students, otherwise, who agree with this mess. At the end of the day, if your if your version of celebrating your accomplishment is simply just walking across the stage and going to sit down, so be it. But why you got to get in the in the way of other people who are not harming anybody, not hurting anybody? And again, if this is about money and rental spaces, plan for that. Because really, make room for Black joy. Silencing it is not an option. And that is today's Figo Figo Breakdown. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? We up, we up, we up this Wednesday. And it's time to go to the phone lines. That's right. We love when y'all call us. Our phone lines are open 24-7 at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Let's go to the phone lines. We up, we up, we up. We love it. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Jeremiah. like the Bible. Calling in because I love the show. Love to hear you guys. I listen to the podcast, so I just get my daily dose. Um, just marathoning through all of your episodes. Love it, love it, love it. Keep it going, guys. Love on Fridays, the uh, Black Joy segment. <laughs> <laughs> love to hear some joy because these days there is a lot of less joyful things. Um, again, love the show. Love everything you guys talk about. Again, love the show, guys. Have a great day. Love Ciara. <laughs> You know how I just want to say this because I love when people actually call us and just tell us they love the show. Yes. You know how like compelled you have to be to call to be like, I can let you know I like the show. Yes. And it fills my heart. Right. I'm I'm brimming with joy. You know, we really try our best uh to bring y'all, you know, the information and try mm-hmm. and do so in a fun way. I don't even think we're doing our best at that yet. Right. We're 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 still on the way. So the fact that y'all are loving it, it means a lot. And we are doing um we're we're doing our best to make sure that we continue that vibe. Let's so. like joy. Black Joy Fridays. They ain't doing that nowhere else in Mendocino. No, they not. They not. If you're trying to figure out, if you have never listened to the show on a Friday and you're like, what are they talking about Black Joy? When we do a Black Joy story, it goes a little something like this. A story of Black Joy. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> Come on, Harmony. So thank you for calling in and just taking time to spread mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. the Brooklyn way. All right. If you want to do the same, I got to do is hit us up. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. What do we got when we come back next hour? We got to talk about a South Carolina Juneteenth event oh my that God. included oh my a God. white oh my couple God. Oh my on God. the promo, Amanda. Oh. A white couple. That's coming up on Amanda's show. Let's more Black Girl News. Oh, I have a headache. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals with Jeremiah like the Bible. And um, on this day in 2016, Alicia Keys announced that she would no longer wear makeup. She still not wear makeup? I wonder. I don't know, but like, I don't know why that was an announcement. <laughs> she was like, I let y'all know. When y'all see this, it's me. <laughs> it's fresh face bags. card. But also on this day in 1921, mm-hmm. with the Tulsa riot, 
you know. the Tulsa riot in which 15,000 blacks were left homeless. Approximately 3,000 were killed. Became the worst riot in U.S. history. And you know why? Why? Because it was white people who were mad. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a history of our, that's our it. country. That's it. White people were mad that black folks had created a space for themselves that did not require whiteness. Right. Even though they always tell us, like... Why can't you all just figure it out? Right. Why are you always bothering us? Or go over there. Leave us alone. Go go, go back. Go, your own country. <laughs> it's like, we made a whole city and y'all got upset. There's actually an episode of Lovecraft Country. Oh, my gosh. The Toast episode is so good. I'm not... It's sad, but it's also just a great... It, it's um, what's the word? It makes you feel it. It's like, oh wow, because you know, history is very like much can be very black and white. This has it's very didactic, yeah. Versus they brought it to life feeling in a way that was like, wow. Well, they personalized they it. They personalized it. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know what else does that? The Watchmen. Really? Have you ever watched The Watchmen? I haven't. Oh, I think you would really, really appreciate The Watchmen with Regina King on uh, HBO. Well, it's Max oh, now. Oh, I don't even know oh, yeah. it's still called HBO. Just Max. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, it literally begins with a reenactment of the Tulsa riot, and it's it done in a hauntingly. I want. I don't want. I can't speak to accuracy, but it's mm. done in a hauntingly uh, descriptive way. Okay, I'll check so that out. Then. Check that out. Now uh, you all should check out Blacker News because we got it coming up for you. We do, y'all, and we know we were talking about just you know black people, the history of black people. People trying to rewrite black history, again. Always. Because there's a South Carolina Juneteenth event that used a white couple to market the event. And we got to break that down a little bit because that just sounds crazy, but it's true. Plus, Megan Thee Stallion gave us an update on her new music. The update might surprise you, but we're going to talk about that as well. Also, uh, we're going to talk about Jeremiah's moving <laughs> misadventures. Jeremiah found himself stuck between a, a rock and a hard place of yeah, sorts. Couple rocks and couple hard places. And I'm going to tell you all about my Memorial Day weekend as well. So uh, stick around. You know, we have a fun little hour right here for you at the Amanda Steele Show. Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here. I got a new haircut. Every mm-hmm. time I look in the mirror, I think my hair is going to be longer. It's not. I may will eventually. Check in like five months. I'm going to tell you something. In two weeks, <laughs> I will have twists. I'm about to say, you could just get a little nice sewing. Yeah. And in two weeks, I will have twists. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Amanda. We got to talk about this Juneteenth situation out of South Carolina. I also ordered Jamaican castor oil. So it's oh, about it's to get about busy. To happen, yes. Yes. <laughs> As you are. All right. So a banner in Greenville, South Carolina Main Street depicted a smiling white couple to advertise the upcoming Juneteenth celebration, and it's caused a debate. Now, the organizer of the event, Ruben Hayes, who's the founder and CEO of the celebration known as the Juneteenth GVL Megafest, said the national holiday doesn't belong to one group. Yes, it does! (laughs) And his group has a vision to broaden the celebration to promote healing in a divided community. What y'all be talking about? What? What is going on? For, okay, is this a black man saying this? Ruben Hayes, I'm not sure. I would hope I not. That Let's, name, you know, Ruben Hayes. Ruben is a, is a black name. Ruben Hayes? Ruben Hayes, let's see. Nothing's popping up. I don't see no picture of him in this article. Because to my knowledge, the organizer for this event is a black person. But this happened in two cities, and I don't. I can't remember what the other city was, and I can't remember if that black person organizing the event was for this one or for the other city. Amanda. It is a black man, ain't it? <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what this is. Because why did somebody put, they posted his uh, picture on Twitter? I'm screaming. Because I'm going to tell you what this is. <laughs> Go ahead. So I've been hearing recently, and I think I talked about this on the show recently, uh, about how just like there's 
people who will create like black spaces and then say, oh, we need to expand the space because mm-hmm. we don't want to limit our ability to make capital. We don't want to get in the way of our profits, right? People will say, oh, but if you call it a black only space, it's too niche. That's what I've heard people say. And Are there black people? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that to be completely untrue. I think that there are spaces that not only need to remain black and protected because of just culture, mm-hmm. but also because they're supposed to be safe spaces for black people. Right. Like Smart, Funny and Black, my show Smart, Funny and Black. I always say anybody can come, mm-hmm. but like you better come and act correct. Mm-hmm. And I don't pretend that that's not what's expected. Because some people would say, well, if you say that, though, then you're going to scare white people from coming. Mm. If that scares you from coming. You don't need to be there anyway. Facts. But can I give you, add something to that also? Mm -hmm. Smart, Funny, and Black isn't a celebration of enslaved Black Americans being free. So so also, (laughs) so it makes sense for that to be, this is a safe space for Black people. But you know, y'all are working to come. But what Ruben's talking about, like no, we, need Ruben's to, we need to, we need to, it's a the, space of unity. What are we talking about? We're talking about money. That's all we're talking about. That's literally all we're talking about is money. And that's what makes it so disgusting and disingenuous. Because now what we're saying is we are willing to exploit mm-hmm. our ancestors suffering to make a couple of dollars. But even as a, from marketing standpoint, you know, I used to work in marketing. This ain't even in alignment with the thing is. So how does the, even if you say everyone is welcome to come, purchase tickets, you know, be a part of the event. How you put a white couple on a Juneteenth? That- because you may not be <laughs> fully a smart person, but you also know that white people, if they see themselves, they're going to find themselves it's there. Just, that's like putting a picture of fathers on a Mother's Day card. It's, it don't make sense. It does. To, it, listen, there's a lot of white people who have been agreeing with this. And who are like, well, why should only black people get to celebrate Juneteenth? And that's why I do in my special. Mm. In my special, it's coming out later this year. Mm. I talk about, I think that white people should celebrate Juneteenth in a different way. (laughs) What's the different way? You got to watch the special. You got to tease us. I'm just saying, I don't think that they should be the same way because our relationship to Juneteenth is not the same. You was on a plantation. You wasn't. It's, it is what you, it is. No, no. You were there. You were there. You were there. <laughs> Some of y'all still there for In weddings. a very... D- <laughs> Listen, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about it, Amanda, or we're going to keep it cute? For Airbnbs. <laughs> Listen. Y'all Airbnb and plantations. You know I'm passionate about Juneteenth. That's one of my... I'm I know. Like, you are very passionate about Juneteenth. Rightfully so. And I just think that this is really... Uh, one of those things that is too... It's, it's just too precious. Right. We were going to talk about Meg Thee Stallion next next break, but I, I, we can talk about that another day. When okay. we come back, I want to talk about why why you are so passionate about Juneteenth. Okay. And I would love for you to share when you have had to put that passion in a professional space. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back at the Amanda Seal Show. I'm here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. So we've been talking about the fact that, I don't know if y'all know, but there are Juneteenth celebrations that are mm-hmm. being set up now that are literally being advertised with black people. Like, I mean, sorry, yes. with white people. Like with a full white couple, like come to our Juneteenth celebration. Smiling, cheesing. And there are black 
organizers who are, I mean, event organizers who are defending their choice to do this, mm. saying that Juneteenth is a unifying event. It shouldn't just be for black people. It should be for everybody. For the record, let me just put it on tape right I'm about now. To jump out the window, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Here at the Amanda Seals Show, both Amanda Seals and Jeremiah Like the Bible stand 10 toes down mm. on the fact that Juneteenth is only for black people. Yes. You know what's so crazy about it, though, Amanda? There's so many other holidays. Wow. So many. <laughs> so many other holidays. That, that are for, literally for everybody. So many. Valentine's Day. Mother's, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Father's Day. Even, listen. Par- they, National Period Day, whatever they Baby, they about. even took Easter and said, everybody can listen, celebrate it. Everybody. You don't got to be a Christian. Right. We're going to go to an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> an Easter egg row. Um, Which I was on last break. I'm really passionate about Juneteenth, specifically because I think as Black Americans, we don't have anything at this point. This country tries to take everything yes. from us. We Every can't even morsel. have our, our bondage. We can't even, no, have, our bondage we can't even have our bondage and suffering. We took this day to basically um, celebrate, I think, our ancestors, just their tenacity, their, um, their resilience. Yes, that's the word right there. Resilience in this horrid country and the, the fact that they were enslaved on this land and celebrate the, that, their freedom, the work they've done, and give honor to that. White people can't give honor to that because they people wasn't in the field. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? Well, not only were there people not in the field, but they were the people that of were actually putting us you in the, the field. Enslavers. Yes, you're the reason why we got what we at now. You are the reason for the holiday. Shout the holiday out. is literally in reference to the fact that slaves in Galveston, Texas, were enslaved two years and some months longer than the Emancipation Proclamation had freed them. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And then someone was like, well, it was white soldiers on horses who came and freed them. Shut up. I would knock all this stuff off this table. What are we talking about? I'm so serious. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing black folks who are saying stuff like, well, you know, we should only let black people who are the descendants of shadow slavery celebrate Juneteenth. I'm just like, I don't agree with that either. I feel I feel like it def, is definitely that's what it stems from, and there's a acknowledgement of that. I think as other black people in the diaspora, there's a you understand that you acknowledge that as a person that's a part of this yes. ecosystem of black. Yes. Um, if you don't understand that, you need to like, read a book. I don't know. I literally <laughs> saw someone say, you know, it's not like Haitians are letting Black Americans celebrate their stuff. It's not like Jamaicans are letting Black Americans celebrate their stuff, and people were like. So carnival. I was about to say, black <laughs> carnival. One chance to rap just at a carnival. Listen. <laughs> if people talking about him. We celebrate white love. Like, right. cut it out. But I really am passionate this. I've had to deal with this in like corporate spaces mm-hmm. where I, I wasn't the organizer of a Juneteenth event, but like just Juneteenth content. Yeah. Um, at my previous place of employment. Um, and I really was advocating that we did it right. Because I think there's a way when we commercialize certain things, it loses meaning. It becomes just content. It becomes fodder for just like the internet. Yep. And this is real. Like me and my um, fellow coworker, we really like, you know me, I was laying down the line. I'm like, listen, we're okay. not doing this. I don't, cause I, I just can't stand, certain things I can't just stand for. It's, it's when it comes to, like the culture, especially when you're in certain spaces as a black person. You are a protector. Right. You got to do it. Cause if you don't say nothing, they're like, oh, well, you know, Jeremiah said it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna never say Jeremiah said it was cool. No, Jeremiah said it was some bull. Yep. And y'all did it anyway. Yeah. So when people drag y'all. Like, remember Juneteenth ice cream at Walmart? That was a black team. And they deserve to get dragged for it. Because yes. I'd have been, I'd have been in, the, in the room like, excuse me, y'all, this makes no sense. Why are we selling ice cream for Juneteenth? That's not, first of all, that's not what black people want. No, and that's the other part of it. <laughs> Juneteenth was this like uh, consolation prize mm-hmm. that was given to us in mm-hmm. the midst of the year of the Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, 
We wanted police reform due to the overabundance of police violence. And we got Juneteenth as a federal holiday. (laughs) Speaking of Juneteenth, we'll be doing two free Smart Funny and Black shows on June 17th as a part of the Juneteenth weekend of festivities Mm -hmm. with the National Museum of African-American Music in Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm footing the bill for these shows. I'm gifting them to the city of Nashville and uh, really to the state of Tennessee. Hopefully uh, y'all are able to come out. We've had a ticket sign up and people signed up to get their tickets. We limited the tickets to two because people are greedy. And also because y'all be like, I'm going to get four tickets for my friends. Your friends ain't coming. They ain't coming. They're not coming. <laughs> but if you weren't able to get your tickets, what you will be able to do is to watch it on a live stream. Ooh. Okay. So the live stream will be on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. I behoove you to, it behooves you to subscribe now so that you get the alerts and so that you do not miss the live stream. Cause it's going to be a hell of a time when we get back. Uh, Jeremiah had a hell of a time moving this weekend, and he's going to tell you about it right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're back at the Amanda Seal Show. I'm here with Jeremiah. Like the Bible. You had a hell of a weekend. I've had a hell of a week, weekend. Moving it ain't no joke, y'all. One thing about it, it'll put you through. But one thing I have learned over these past few days, this week. What did you learn, Jeremiah? Like the Bible? <laughs> I'm a problem solver. I'm going to figure it out. Life will throw curveballs at you. you like, how do you figure this out? And I always do. I always rise to the occasion. Example? <laughs> there are several <laughs> examples, y'all. At one point, I was like in a parking garage over the weekend because for whatever reason, I was like, I'm, I want to get things done as quickly as possible. So I was like, I don't need to sleep. I'm up. I need to drive to my new apartment and move things at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> while I have free time. Like everyone else is sleep, you're moving packages. Um, so I'll do that. But what I didn't realize is I go upstairs to my new apartment, you know, put stuff down, come back to the parking garage, realize, oh, I don't have my key because my key's upstairs. He's like, oh, what's the problem, Jeremiah? You, you know, just go back upstairs, get the key. You need a key to get out the parking garage to go to the elevator to go upstairs. <laughs> and I couldn't just leave because my keys to my old apartment were in the... Uh, in the upstairs too. So I was like, I could just go home to my old apartment and just like sleep there. Couldn't even do that. So I'm sitting in the parking garage at night by myself at two o'clock in the morning until this white man came. And he <laughs> you was, had a white savior story? I had a white savior. Dang. Hollywood will make a movie about it. There's a poor black boy in the, in, in the parking <laughs> garage and a white man came on a cape and saved them. Listen, moving is a doozy. Uh, were there any other like problem solving situations that you found yourself like Showing to yourself, like, you know what? I've, I've leveled up. I mean, it's always something with us. I mean, I had to figure out how to get this furniture to the curb. I, I tried to finesse and give away this broken um, this broken dresser. That they ain't file for the finesse. Which why I don't finesse? Because you know, every I, I'm not a finesser. <laughs> Wait, I tried, I explain the, well, the, I was the to, attempted finesse. I was trying to, so I broke a leg on my dresser. So I was going to donate it because I'm, I'm not taking it with me. So I tried to screw it back on and donate it to these people. <laughs> and they came to pick it up. And as soon as the man picked it up and took it outside, the leg broke off. <laughs> and he was like, was this already broken? I was like, um, um. I'm like, no, I'm caught. I'm caught. I'm caught. And he was like, yeah, we can't take it if it's broken. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I really tried. tried to so what did they do with it? They just left it. So, so what are you going to do with it? Well, I, I, you could like, you know, get it dumped like at a... Um, so did you pay for a dump? Well, it's free. It's what? free, yeah. How? Because I guess my building or whatever. I don't know. They ca- I called. They said it was free. I asked no questions. I said, they, okay. Yeah. Um, but I had to figure out how to get it to the curb. And the dresser was heavy. So <laughs> I was like, I, I literally was walking around my apartment. I found the, the, the maintenance people little scooter thing. I 
tumbled the dresser out the door, put it on the thing and pushed it out to the curb and the mattress. I'm going to figure it out. You you know what you really sound like? What? A strong black woman. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. It's, yeah. As somebody who was single for a very long time and had to move across country and moved just different apartments mm. and then call themselves doing production, et cetera, et cetera. You just used the word. I had to tumble a dresser. I get it. I mean, I moved to LA. I had to figure out how to put my stuff in storage. I had to get two couches up these stairs into a storage unit by myself because all my friends were at work. And I'm like, I had to return the car, the truck by a certain time. Oh my God. And I'm like, what did How you, did you do it? How did I do it, Amanda? I mean, I was tumbling, uh, tumbling, dragging. Using, also, you see me, I'm not that big, Amanda. I'm I'm petite. <laughs> I'm five ten and petite, y'all. But no, I had to like dra- drag up these stairs. You had mama strength. You found, you found, found you found a you know car on my three year old mama strength <laughs> to like get the couches up the stairs because you was like, what I'm not gonna do is pay the fine I'm for not. this U-Haul being over over time. So you know, I always rise to the occasion. I hate doing it, but it's like, what else we go do? I feel you. I'm a rise to the occasioner, but then I also be like, I don't want to be known as that because when you're a rise to the occasioner, mm. one everybody be like. Here's some occasions for you to rise to. Here you go. Here's more occasions. And two, they be like, she don't need no help. Right. You know she be rising. She be rising. And that leads me to my weekend. So we go hear about it next week. We gonna hear about my next my Lord, weekend. Next Lord. Okay, I'm excited. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all. See me in the seal show. Hope everybody's having a good one. Mm-hmm. A nice hump day Wednesday. I heard you had a crazy weekend too, Amanda. Well, we just talked about your weekend. Y'all, Jeremiah moved and in the process found out that he is a resourceful adult. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that, but like when I tell y'all I was 99 problems Jay-Z, <laughs> every day it was something. I'm just like, oh, wow. God, it's it's like, true. I, I even called you one day and it was a problem. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about that on my, my TikTok or something about the, my rental car with the truck wouldn't close. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it. See? Well, I had, okay, I didn't have the same scenario, but I don't know about y'all, but entertaining people at my house Mm -hmm. is like a thing that I don't feel like I necessarily like love doing, but you just feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Like you feel like, especially like you bought the house, you renovated the kitchen. People got to come see this. So you're not like the John Carroll Clayton of your fan group where like, I got to have a party for the holiday. You got to do this. You're not doing it. Some people really like get so much joy out of that. Mm-hmm. And I think those people are also people who really like to cook or people who really yeah. like to decorate or people who are just mixy. You right. know, like they're, they're just, fun. They're fun. Yeah. I ain't that. I ain't that gal. OK, <laughs> I'm trying to be more of that. OK. Um, because I'm also not like a going out randomly, just seeing people out type person right. either. So it's like, well, bring them to you. Come on. Amanda, what do you want? You're a cancer. You're like, come to this part of the town. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, my homegirl was like, oh, we should do Memorial Day at your house. And I was like, okay, <laughs> y'all. That's how it always started. I think she forgot that she had said that. <laughs> I think she forgot that she had said that. So like two days before I was like, Hey, like, are y'all still coming over for Memorial day? And of course, once she said that, I was like, well, let's make it this a thing. Right. So I started inviting other people. Let's put me on the grill. Go put some yeah. On the grill. We gonna put some on the grill. So I started inviting other people and they just one by one started dropping like flies. Like, Oh, I'm not feeling good. I'm not going to come this weekend or, Oh, you know, I'm just feeling like staying in the house. It's too great. Whatever. So I'm just like, it was great. Huh? It was great. Yeah. But I also, the other part of it is when you were like, aren't some adult and stuff, Sometimes you got to have all the friends at one time mm-hmm. because you just mm-hmm. don't have time to like get up with everybody individually. So it's like, well, let's just all gather. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know about y'all, but I'm not the kind of entertaining at the house type person where it's like, just come whenever you come. Right. Unless it's like a true like house party situation. You like one to five. That's the event. Yes. So I told folks come at one thirty, and by two thirty, wasn't nobody there. And I was like, okay. So you didn't get a fake black people uh, time? Like, y'all come at one. Really, it's like two o'clock? Well, yes, I did. Oh, one thirty was my fake black people time, <laughs> assuming that they would come at 2.30. So when no one was there at 2.30, I was like, okay, um, interesting. And no, and, not, and I wasn't getting texts. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to be there, blah, 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 blah. And then I went to the grocery store because Devon needed some stuff because he was cooking. And when I came back, it just hit me like, I don't like this. <laughs> Group text. I, I don't like this. Like, it's three o'clock and none of y'all are here. And one of my friends was like, hey, I had to go drop off somebody at the airport. I'm like, who's even doing that? And I know y'all might be clowning, but your girl was like, nobody's coming. I'm over it. It's done. And I texted everybody and was like, don't come. Well, two of the folks were already like pulling up when we're I texted here, them. Actually. Yeah. So then they came in and then, you know, I, I just, it was, it was my party and I cried. That's why you just have a pizza party and be down with it. Well, you know what? It's one of those things where you're already anxious because you just want to make sure that people feel like. Right. There's things to do. You got to like make sure the food is good. Cause people talk about you. Yes, they, they will. They're like, oh, food was terrible. You just don't want to, you, you, <laughs> I mean, if you're an overachiever, you're an overachiever everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, I want to make sure that people feel like, okay, they had a nice time. They didn't drive mm-hmm. out here for no reason. And so, like, when I'm going through the motions of, not not going through the motions, when I'm going through the extent mm-hmm. to do that, I made a charcuterie board. I see. That's lovely. So, if I'm doing all of that, and y'all just showing up whenever you feel like it, your girl's feelings get hurt. Okay. Luckily, I have good friends, and they were like, we get it. We apologize. We love you. That's the good part. They were they held themselves accountable. Yes. That's why I keep the bar low. You come to my house, yeah. the, 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 the cup's in the cabinet. <laughs> Help yourself. Help yourself. <laughs> well, when we get back, uh, we're here for the final hour. We got to talk about politicians saying the darndest thing. Your boy, right. Ron DeSantis, out, came out swinging with the nonsense. So we got that and more. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Show. Samantha Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. Happy uh, birthday goes out to Waka Flocka Flame. Okay, Waka. And uh, Daryl DMC McDaniels of Run DMC. R- My R- Adidas. Uh, but wait, speaking of birthdays, mm-hmm. I have to shout you out Amanda Seals, y'all. Why? We, I can't Amanda, I can't <laughs> see Amanda. Um, my birthday. And I walked in. If you on my Instagram, you saw this. I posted it. But like, there was a blaring um, Stevie Wonder "Happy Birthday" over the loudspeaker because Amanda has just like loudspeakers around the house. And then there were like cupcakes for me. Yes. And you know, because I'm doing so much. I, I, I'm not a birthday person, but I feel like I'm doing so much right now. I had like that birthday blues a little bit. My friend told me that she's like, I think you have birthday blues. Like maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like that, that made my that made me happy. Did it? Yeah, even though I was still stressed. <laughs> Wait, I need y'all 
gotta know that he said internally because outwardly it was very like, oh, you got me cupcakes. Thank you. I was like, I I mean, I didn't expect more from you, but I was just like, okay. Because my brain is doing two different things. Like, oh, I'm excited, but my physically, I'm just like, I don't (laughs) don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. But also, my friend went to happy hour, and that really helped me. Like, she was like, I was gonna cancel it because last week we were talking about the things we do for mental health. Yes. I'm like, I isolate sometimes. I'm like, yeah. But I did what I was supposed to. Like, yeah. And we had a good time. Showed up for yourself. Yes. So I wanted to say that. So thank you, Amanda Seals. You're welcome. So the world that you know you did something nice for me. <laughs> people don't do that. You do nice stuff, people. They don't tell nobody. Even though you don't do it for like the recognition. It's just like, you know, it's good to. No, you're right. Because people will absolutely tell the entire world if you do anything that's even remotely sideways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one time nap. <laughs> I went to Amanda Seals' house and she didn't have any uh, hand sanitizer. <laughs> she <laughs> cupcakes at Side note, my glass sink in my house literally just like spontaneously exploded the other day. But that's a whole other conversation. Uh, All right. What do we got coming up next? We got politicians say the darndest darndest things. things. We also have 60 60 second headlines. Um, The Big Up Let Down. Big Up Let Down. And last week's Small Dose episode, Side Effects of African-American Studies. If you have not listened to it, it is a gem. People have been leaving such incredible comments Mm -hmm. on the YouTube and on my Instagram just about how this episode has really filled them up intellectually and also just like spiritually. People felt like they had really um, like got a reconnection to the hope. It was knowledge. It was knowledge, but it was also just like knowledge that informs the fact that like we do not have to look at our fighting as pointless mm. because we have enough knowledge of history to know that it's not. So side effects of uh, African-American studies with Robin D.G. Kelly. If you want to watch it, you can go to YouTube, Man of Seals TV and listen everywhere. And then we just launched today side effects of climate change with Celine Simon of Slow Factory. You may not know who that is and you may not know what Slow Factory is, but baby, tell let me tell you something. She know about climate change mm-hmm. and she gave it to us in the realest of ways. And black folks, we need to know about it. We do. Okay. Well, we love to hear from y'all. Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. We got politicians say the darnest things when we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. This is the Amanda Seal Show, and it is time for Politicians Say the Darndest Things. So this week, y'all, we got a repeat offender at this point. Word. I feel like. So he gets no real introduction, but it's Ron, y'all, from... From that place, Florida. <laughs> and he said this when announcing his bid for president. Because the, everyone knows if I'm the nominee, I will beat Biden uh, and I will serve two terms and I will be able to uh, destroy leftism in this country and leave woke ideology on the dustbin of history. Why he sound like he a villain in like a Marvel film? Because he is. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not a real person. <laughs> I'm going to defeat leftism and wokeness. Are we fighting like supernatural beings? I just think this is so disgusting. And yet, like, he's a real person who is genuinely running for president and could actually win the candidacy. What is going on? First of all, anytime someone's like, I'm going to defeat wokeness, what wokeness did you? Right. Other than educate you, other than give you incredible music, other than actually just allow there to be people here for you to control. Well, it, it requires you to be accountable. That's the thing about it. You, you talked about it in the last break about your new episode, uh, well, latest episode of Small Doses, African-American Studies. Yeah. And that's part of it. Like, you know, Dr. Kelly was saying, he, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. part of the study of Black Studies and African-American Studies is challenging the myth of America. And yes. it's not real. Yes. It's not real. This whole fake story of America as this 
place of idealism, the land of milk and mm-hmm. honey, this place of joy and freedom and uh, life, liberty, the pursuit, pursuit of happiness. happiness. BS. <laughs> that is real. Which is why he says we have to continue to fight for African-American studies. Mm-hmm. So when we see this person, Ron DeSantis, who literally has said African-American studies is non-intellectual, mm-hmm. that it has no place in academia, uh, we realize that this is an actual adversary in a mm-hmm. multitude of ways. But even on a basic level, he just doesn't feel like your history as a black person, Jeremiah, is of any validity to anybody else. And as black people, you got to watch when you co-sign certain stuff like that. Some people is co-signing. Yes, co-sign they were. It, and when you're being an agent of white supremacy. Yes. Because yes. we all can be guilty as black people, non-black well, people. They, and they were co-signing it in the name of homophobia. Child. So that was that. The people who were for that, who were, who were like, run is right. Are, were literally upset that part of the whole interdisciplinary study of African American studies that was being offered by the college prep course for the AP course included a section, a section, mm-hmm. a week on, of class, a week of class <laughs> on uh, queer studies, uh, on on the examination of queer involvement in the you know black experience and civil rights movements, et cetera. Anytime you say to yourself. Ron is right. You might need to look in the mirror. Might? Yes. Ron could have been the white man that came to the garage and got me out. I would never say Ron is what. Ron is right. <laughs> he could have came with a, with a cape. I'd have been like. Not not today, move. devil. Not today, <laughs> devil. If, if you saw him, you should stay in the car. <laughs> right. You'd be like, somebody else will come out. Somebody else will come out. Somebody else. Get somebody else to do it. It, it can't be you. Well, anyways, we wanted to make sure that you heard that because you're going to be hearing more of it. And listen, I am so very dedicated to making sure that when it comes to this presidency and this election coming up, which is going to be for many other things than the president, that you all are, are as informed as possible. Hit us up, one eight five five amanda 8 That's one 262 I've been asking y'all to call me to tell me what you want from your presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. What platforms do you want them to be standing on? What are the promises that you want them to make to you that you need them to fulfill if they win? And none of y'all have called. Shame on you. Because y'all going to be the first ones commenting about how, oh, you know, this president is this and that president is that. And I don't understand why we not getting new sidewalks, et cetera, et cetera. They was doing a little of me as Dan Sheffle over the weekend. No. In front of the grill. We got to end it. We got to <laughs> end that. We got to end that. I hope that when I die, y'all say, you know what? Amanda Seals was funny. Amanda Seals. <laughs> not she died. Yeah. When I die, I hope people say Amanda Seals was funny. Amanda Seals was authentic. And Amanda Seals did her part in trying to make sure that we got on the good foot with knowing how we can arm ourselves to change our situation. That's a good legacy. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. All right. When we get back, I'm going to keep that legacy going with 60 second headlines. Also, we got big up, big up and let down come in. So find out who's going to get the props and who's going to get the blows. This is the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal show. It's Amanda Seals here. Jeremiah, like the Bible over there. We got to head on out. We are. We had a, we had a good show today. We talked about a lot of stuff. We did. We was gone for a minute. But we back. But we back. We back. We back. As you would say. We back. We, we had to talk about the unfortunate shooting that happened in Hollywood, Florida. Yes, we did. We got to keep talking about the fact that we need gun control. Like, that's very much a very big deal that's happening. Yes. We talked about Ron DeSantis because he always got something to say. He do. He, he want to be the next Marvel superhero villain. He really that's is. That's what he needs to run for. Hey, that's what he needs to run for. <laughs> just for villain. 
Plus, I throw a Juneteenth celebration that was receiving backlash for having white people on the program. Nonsense! In, down in South Carolina. We was talking about Blue Ivy and making her debut on the Renaissance World Tour. Incredible! For her mama. It was a great show. It was a great show. And if you missed any of it, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts because we are wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can also check out the latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses, and you can watch on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Keep those calls coming, y'all. one 855 amanda 8 that's one 855 Coming up on Thursday's show, we got another round of second headlines. We also got group chats every hour because you know we be chit-chit-chit-chatting it up on Thursdays. And Jeremiah is going to talk about who is most likely to, et cetera. It's, yes. a scene, it's, a, it's a SEAL show superlative. That's all right. right. All that and more on the Amanda SEAL show tomorrow. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Peace, y'all. The Amanda SEAL show. We up, we up, we up. It's a lot of learning. It's the Amanda SEAL show. All right, let's go. Here at the Amanda Seals show, both Amanda Seals and Jeremiah Like the Bible stand 10 toes down mm-hmm. on the fact that Juneteenth is only for black people. Yes. You know what's so crazy about it though, Amanda? There's so many other holidays. Wow. So <laughs> many. So many other holidays. That, that are for, literally for everybody. So many. Valentine's Day. Mother's, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Father's Day. Even, listen. Par- they, National Period Day, whatever they Baby, they even took Easter and said, everybody can listen, celebrate it. Everybody. You don't got to be a Christian. Right. We're going to go to an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Coming up on Thursday's show, we got another round of some headlines. We also got group chats every hour because you know we be chit-chit-chit-chatting it up on Thursdays. And Jeremiah is going to talk about who is most likely to, et cetera. It's a, it's a seal show superlative. That's all right. right. All that and more on the Amanda seal show tomorrow.